Dating can be a treacherous road and there's no one size fits all. Is he the one or am I settling? What if he asks me to split the bill? Should I have sex on a third date? Let's make this fun together. I'm Alexis, your host of the Date Night podcast and founder of the Instagram NYC Date Night, which began with me giving all the best recommendations for dating in NYC and evolved into an all-encompassing dating outlet. On the Date Night podcast, I'll dive deeper into my personal life, tell my own never-heard-before-dating stories, answer all of your dating questions, and talk with friends about their relationship outlooks and juicy dating experiences. You can find more at the NYC Date Night Instagram. But for now, let's have our first date. Don't worry, I'll never let you split the bill. This one's on me. Welcome back to the second episode of the Date Night Podcast. I loved hearing your feedback from our first episode. It was amazing. I felt like I reconnected with you guys. And I'm just so excited to continue on this journey. This episode is going to be a good one. We have Kenny, who was on the real world, the challenge for like 10 years. He's a very good looking single guy in New York City. So going to get his take on dating. But first, I'm going to talk about some more personal things. Like I said, my goal with this podcast is to go deeper into my personal life and relationships and views. So one of the questions I get asked constantly is how long it should take to define the relationship. So you start dating casually, maybe you match on an app and you're dating for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. When should you turn that into a relationship and how? And then I always get asked about my personal relationship and how that all went down. So today I'm going to tell you about that. And Every episode, I'm just going to kind of go to the next step. So this episode, I'm going to talk about what happened from the time that I met my boyfriend, or I guess from the time that I matched with him on Hinge to the time that he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I actually went back and looked at all of my photos. So I got every date of when everything happened. Luckily, I had NYC date night at the time. So I recorded basically every single date that we had. I have, you know, a picture from almost all of them. Obviously not every single time that we hung out, but I would honestly say like 90% of the time. So I have a pretty good record of this. um, And it was really interesting for me even to go back and see how it all progressed. So without further ado, my boyfriend, his name is Mark. So I'll just refer to him as Mark from here on out. We matched on Hinge. I don't know exactly the date. He wasn't exactly my type looks wise, but he had a lot of the things, you know, the superficial things that I was looking for. So he was, you know, he said it said six feet, which I liked. He's really like five, eleven and a half, but whatever. Um, I'll learn that later. And he went to Emory, you know, he seemed to, you know, he worked in finance. He, you know, his pictures were all good and normal, you know, some were travel, some were with friends, some were, but I wasn't like super excited about it because like I said, he wasn't exactly my types looks wise. And not only that, he was a few years younger than me. So at this time I'm 30 years old. And I had my, I was always very open to younger guys, but it just wasn't like preferred, obviously, because when they're older, they're more established, they're more ready to, you know, get into a relationship faster, get married faster, all that. I was 30, he was 27. So there are a few things that I was like, meh, 
we talked, pretty sure he asked me out and I didn't get back to him. I've told this story on my Instagram before, but basically what happened was I, like a few days later, I went to Montauk with my girlfriends for the weekend. And one of my friend's friends was like, do you know a guy named Mark? And I'm like, no, I had no, I literally, I genuinely had no idea who she was talking about. I have a guy friend named Mark from high school. I thought maybe that's who she was talking about. I was like, is he from the city? She's like, no. And I was like, okay, no, I don't think I know him. She's like, well, he just DM'd me asking about you because I just posted, you know, that video on my story of us at the beach. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, do you think you'd be interested? And I'm like, I don't know. Tell me about him. And anyway, she said really, really good things about him, but then I forget what happened and we just went on with our weekend. Fast forward to after that weekend, he messages me on Hinge being like, hey, I hear you know my friend Shannon, so funny. And I'm like, oh, that's who Shannon was talking about. Anyway, Shannon said really good things about him. So I decided to take him up on his date. We met June 19th. 2019 at the Nomad Hotel. Now, I usually say that you know whether it could potentially work or it's definitely not going to work from like the first five seconds of meeting someone. But when I really think about that, I feel like I'm wrong because when I first saw Mark at the Nomad Bar, I was like, no, this is never going to work. He was sweating. Um, I guess he just came back from the gym and even though he showered, he was just like, it was an aftermath or maybe he was nervous and that's his excuse, but I know he was training for a triathlon at that time. So I'll believe that I was used to dating really, really tall, big guys. Like one of my ex-boyfriends was six, four and big. The other one that I recently broke up with two months before meeting Mark was like six, two, but like really muscular Mark is on like the slimmer side. So he was sweating is on the slimmer side and he has a very like low kind of slow voice. It's kind of therapeutic, but I even asked him like literally within the first 10 seconds of our date, I was like, A, why are you sweating? And B, are you high? I thought he was stoned. (laughs) And it's so funny because now I haven't thought about that in years. Like now his voice just seems totally normal to me. And I actually like his voice. It's like very just calming and nice. So I thought within the first 10 seconds, I was like, this is never going to work, but I was wrong. Obviously we had a couple of drinks. He was like very understated. He was the perfect amount of confidence without being braggy. You could tell he was just a good guy. He was normal, um, a gentleman, And we had a really, really good time. We had a couple drinks at the bar. And then I even said, you know, I mentioned getting food because I was starving and I was never really shy about that stuff. So we ended up getting dinner at the Nomad Hotel restaurant. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore. It's really sad. We sat down, we got some more wine. He immediately like was like, we got to get the truffle chicken. The truffle chicken was over a hundred dollars. Then he ordered all these other sides. And I'm sorry that was attractive to me. I was like, all right, like, let's, let's go. Like, let's do this. This was like a four hour date. We had at least five drinks at least. Um, and walking back, I'm pretty sure I was the one that went in for the kiss. I was like, this guy deserves a kiss. Like he, this was a really sweet, nice date. Let's see if this could work. Cause you know, sometimes you can tell in a kiss if things can progress. So I kissed him walking home and it was good and sweet. 
He walked me home. He lived only a block away from me at the time. That was it. I remember the next morning I was a teacher still at that time. And I was very hungover and thinking, oh, that was a fun date, but you know, you never know. And I got a text from him being like, how are you feeling? And I think that you should always send that text. You know, he walked me home, so he didn't need to ask me if I got home. Okay. But the next day around probably 1130 or noon, he asked me how I was feeling. He said he was hungover, you know, usual post first date conversation. And I remember I went to my parents because they live right by the school I taught at at the time. And I remember saying, like, if this guy doesn't ask me out again, then I don't know anything about anything because it seemed very clear that he was interested. So but, you know, there were enough times by then where I had like decent dates that I was positive they were interested and then they just maybe never followed up. So I kind of didn't take anything at face value. I did not believe a thing until I was actually sitting there on the date with the person So anyway, he did end up asking me out again. I don't know if it was that next day or the day after, but I do have the date of our second date and it was June 22nd. So that is only three days after our first date. And this is what takes me to the point of, you know, if he is interested and he wants a relationship, he is not going to, unless you guys are both traveling or extenuating circumstances, he isn't going to wait, you know, two weeks to ask you out again. He's going to want to get the ball rolling. And Mark is a really busy guy. He's an investment banker. He at the time was working such long hours, but he made it work. And I'm sorry, like they make it work if they really like you. So our second date was three days later and it was at Kiki's. And I have a picture of that really fun. I remember we went and put our name down And it was a little bit of a wait. So we went and got a drink somewhere around the corner. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'll offer to pick up this drink because I know he's going to pick up dinner. So I offered and he's like, put your wallet away. That's no good here. And I found that very attractive. And obviously it was a good time. And then I'm pretty sure I didn't go home with him that night. But then I have our third date as being on the 27th. So that's five days later. So all of these are like within the same week of each other or, you know, like we don't let, he didn't let a week go by or even more than five days go by before locking in that next state and seeing me again. So that next date was at the immigrant. And if I'm going to be honest with myself and with all of you, I'm pretty sure I slept with him that night. I think that's fine. As women, we have really good intuition and We should be able to kind of decipher for ourselves, like, is this a good guy? Do I feel comfortable? All of that. Then the 29th was our fourth day at Indochine. We had dinner. I remember he would always pick me up, be waiting for me in my lobby. Granted, granted, he lived across the street from me, which was just very lucky and convenient, but it was still such a gentlemanly thing to do. He would wait in my lobby, call an Uber, and the Uber would be waiting for me, you know, by the time I got downstairs. And I loved that. So we went to Indochine for dinner, then the public hotel and played pool afterwards. Really good date. So from the 19th to the 29th, which is 10 days, we went on four really nice dates. And now that I'm thinking about that, that's kind of a lot, but it's like he obviously was interested and like he wanted to do it and 
so did I. And I appreciated it. Okay. So then uh, there seems to be a little bit of a gap in my pictures. So I'm pretty sure that he went to San Diego during this time. I went on a Hamptons trip. My next photo is from our fifth date on July 10th at Jewel Baco. And then we went to 10 degrees. 10 degrees is like this wine bar in the East Village that is really cute. Um, highly recommend for a date. I do remember specifically that the next day after that, I like was out all day with my intern and I didn't hear from him at all. And I was freaking out. And this goes into something like something else. So I don't believe that everything can always is going to be smooth sailing from the moment that you meet your right person. Like, even if he's showing you that he likes you and you're going on a lot of dates and everything's going really well, it is not normal to not feel like those anxious butterflies or that anxiety of the beginning in a relationship feeling. Um, and if you don't have any of that anxiety, like for me personally, I think I need that in order to know that I'm interested so that one day that I didn't hear from him at all and I like couldn't eat and I was so depressed showed me how much I really liked him. And even not only did I not hear from him that day, I texted him at like, cause I couldn't handle it anymore. And at this time we've already been on, I mean, this was our fifth date. So whatever, I could text him first one time. I texted him like a funny video that was like in reference to something we spoke about the other day. I forget what it is. And he didn't answer me. It was like one hour, two hours, three hours went by. I think I texted him around three or 4 PM. I didn't hear back from him for hours. And then I literally texted him again because I was going crazy. And I, I just said, not funny, huh? He texted me back right away. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been working all day. My family came to visit blah, blah, blah. And then he like texted me a million more times. And I knew that he had like this big project at work. And I knew that his parents were in town for the first time in months, but I still drove myself absolutely crazy. Um, and I just think that's normal. Like if, if you're not going crazy a little bit in the beginning of a relationship over a guy, like he's either making it too easy or you don't like him enough. So, um, while I think that like the whole, if he wanted to, he would is true. I also, that does not mean that it's all going to be like perfect from, you know, the first moment on. So anyway, then I remember the weekend of July 12th, I went on a girl's trip to the Hamptons. Then I have July 16th. So he went away to San Diego. Um, so I hadn't seen him from July 10th to July 16th. I have that we had our sixth date at Italy. It's possible that this was maybe our seventh, eighth, ninth day. And I just missed a few pictures here and there. And I'm pretty sure at least that we like hung out without having like a, an official date at least once or twice. Well, let's just call this our sixth date. Cause that's what I have, um, documented July 16th, sixth date. Um, and this was with both him traveling for a week. Now, July 20th was our seventh date. So in less than a month or in a month, we went on seven really nice dates. Our seventh date was at um, Long Island City Cliffs, the rock climbing. It was a lot of fun. Then um, we went to Fifth Hammer Brewery and then we went to the Spaniard and got a burger and 
um, a drink. And I remember he did let me pay for the drinks at the Spaniard. And this was like our seventh date. And then in July sometime, I I took him to meet my sister, my sister and her then fiance or boyfriend at the time. They were living a couple blocks away from me. So it wasn't like a taking them to meet my boyfriend, but it was a taking them to meet, you know, the guy I was seeing. I kind of played it off as being super casual, like, oh, you have to meet Chewy, um, their dog. But it was so not casual. They like had a whole thing set up with like Rosé and they were like so not cool about it. And I was like schwitzing and it was so uncomfortable, but but they really liked him and it all went really well. Now I remember a few days later was my sister's birthday. And I was again, like freaking out that whole time because I didn't hear from him, you know, for a couple of hours, he was working a ton and he was showing me that he was interested by like always, you know, planning the next day and, you know, taking me out once every few days and all that. But there were days I was just freaking out. And I also have been through a lot at this point with dating and relationships. Like I'm at 30 years old at this point, single for most of my twenties. Um, or at least I was, I was in a serious relationship in my, from like 22 to 25 and a half, but then I was single from like 25 and a half to 28. Um, and then I had a really bad relationship from 28 to 29. So that was horrible. So I've been burned and I've been traumatized. And so I was just freaking out. I ended up texting him and he's like, I'd love to see you come over. And he was on my way home. Anyway, I came over and we just like watched some, it was euphoria season one. Then I went home. So July 26th, I have it as our ninth day at the Leroy house. This is, we've been dating a little bit over a month at the time. After the Leroy house, we went to Due West and he met my two best friends from the first time and it all went well. We were having, you know, sleepovers probably twice a week at this point. Um, then August 3rd, I have that we went on another date to Mamoya. And I'm sure at this time, we're like seeing each other a little bit in between. Like I said, we lived a block away from each other. So we would maybe meet for a coffee or just like a quick drink before he, you know, had to keep working or something like that. So now I have August 7th. And at this point, we've been on 10 official, really, really like date dates, but probably been hung out and like at least 15 times. August 7th. I took him out to dinner for his birthday. August 7th is now just shy of two months of dating. It's his birthday. And he was, when I first met him, he lost his wallet, like maybe a couple weeks into meeting him. And so he was going around taking us on all these nice dates, carrying his money in a rubber band. And every time he would take it out, he would like make a comment about it being like, oh, this is so embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know what? I am going to get him a wallet for his birthday, but I'm not sure if it's too much. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to give it to him, but this would be the perfect gift because he really needs it. So I went with my mom to Bloomingdale's on August 7th. And by the way, so his birthday is August 11th and he was leaving for a trip with a guy friend, one of his guy friends to Croatia, like a boy's trip to Croatia on the 8th. So that's why we're going out to dinner for his birthday a little bit early, a couple days early. And on the 7th, I was looking at wallets, picked one out. I picked a LV card holder. It was like maybe $300. 
But at that time, he's he spent like 12 fold that on dates for me. I only paid for one round of drinks at the Spaniard. So even though it sounds like a lot for someone that you know less than two months, it was a very fitting gift and it wasn't in comparison to, you know, all the nice places he took me. So I got the wallet or the card holder and I put it in my bag and I wasn't sure if I was going to give it to him. So Fast forward to dinner. We're at his birthday dinner. I made a reservation and it was like a comped meal, but they really went all out. I kind of told them before I was like, it's, you know, my date's birthday. So if you can just make it a little special, they made it more than special. They like had happy birthday mark on the menu and, you know, brought out champagne and all of that. During this dinner, he was kind of like, went into serious mode and he's like, I really like you. I know I'm leaving for, um, you know, Croatia tomorrow. And I don't want you to be worried or anything like that. So I wanted to ask you, you know, would you be my girlfriend? And it was so nice. And I was so happy. And I of course said yes. And then immediately I took out the gift for him and he was shocked. I just said to myself before that night, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do what feels right. Like if it feels right to give him the gift, I'll do it. And if it feels like it's too much and I feel uncomfortable giving it to him, then I won't because he wasn't expecting anything. Like he knew I was taking him out to dinner and that to him would have been way enough. That is basically it. So we met on June 19th. He asked me to be his girlfriend on August 7th. I think it was just fast forwarded a little bit because of his birthday and the fact that he was going on a trip but let's call it about two months. And that's my story. And I hope that I didn't bore you guys too much. And I hope it was a little bit interesting. And just because my story went like that, and that's how our relationship progressed, doesn't mean that it's the right way. And it doesn't mean that yours should go that way. But I do think that if he really likes you and if he's ready and wants a relationship, he is going to make it a point to take you to nice places that he feels like you'll enjoy and try to impress you and court you and make it progress. Anyway, I will talk more about like the next stages of our relationship next episode if you guys found this interesting. Now we have Kenny coming on. So stay tuned for that. I hope you guys enjoy. So I'm here with Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Hi, how are you? How's everything going? It's all good. Thanks so much for coming on here. I'm really excited. So for anyone that doesn't know, can you just introduce yourself, your name, your age, occupation, where you live? Yeah, sure. My name is Kenny Santucci. I'm from uh, originally from New Jersey. Uh, I'm a trainer and gym owner here in New York, and I live on uh, 33rd and Madison. How old are you? You never ask a lady her age. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. It's a brave new world out there. Uh, no, not for me. No, whatever. Since uh, all my followers already know, I'm 33. So okay. I know it's unbelievable. I look I look like I'm 23, 24. right? Yeah, 24. 24. Okay, I'll take it. Um, okay, so you you own a gym that I've been to. Can you yep. tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, during quarantine or during uh, you know the lockdown here in New York, a lot of people didn't have anything to do or anywhere to go. So I started hosting classes outside in the park on 20th and 10th Avenue. Um, did pretty well. 
that I uh, saved up enough money over the course of almost two years. And uh, I opened up a new space in October. So in October, it'll be a year old. Okay, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Were you always like super into fitness? I was really fat as a kid. Um, I was really heavy uh, going into high school. I think I was about 225 pounds. Wow. Going into high school. So as a freshman, I didn't understand why I was fat, why I was out of shape. And I didn't understand why everyone else around me was in such good shape. So I was like, all right, well, I can start working out. So I started working out pretty early on, fell in love with it, fell in love with the process of working out, and then fell in love with helping other people do the same thing. You know, I, I, I truly, truly believe that if I could get people to focus in on themselves, to make themselves better in any way possible, in, in any realm of uh, health and wellness, I think they care about other people's shit less and they take care of themselves more. Um, which causes less anxiety and less stress and less depression amongst people. So the more people take care of themselves, I think the more they, they worry, the less they worry about other people and the better. They I totally agree. It's always, you know, the angry trolls on the internet are definitely not the ones that are in the gym all the time getting their endorphins up. I realized this pretty early on in life that the people who have shit going on aren't worried about your shit. Yeah, it's so true. So they're the ones who want to see other people succeed because they understand that if you succeed and I succeed and everybody's succeeding, then there's less, you know, less bullshit to worry about. Okay. So what everyone wants to know is, are you single? Yes. Okay. And yes. are you, are you on the apps? Are you, when was your last serious relationship? About eight years ago. Eight years ago. Okay. So you've been, you've been single for a while now. I've been single for a while. I, I, dated around a little bit but nothing uh nothing too serious and here's why you know i i always felt that i would meet someone that i like i did in the past uh who it just made sense right we we kind of dated for like six months before we took things serious you know and i think nowadays a lot of times people want to rush into relationships and then rush out of them like everything else in life you know everybody's got a hundred options everybody's got a hundred things going on and i think we're we're caught in this weird time in society where everybody wants to be in relationships, but they also want to have their freedom to do all this other bullshit as well. You know, the, the traditional relationship that our parents probably had isn't the same as what we're experiencing now. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm caught in this weird point where I did have a shitty relationship in the past. And not to say that the relationship was shitty. It's just like, I didn't handle the breakup well. Um, and I just really avoid feeling like that again. I mean, at, at the at the end of the day, I just don't want to feel like that again. And I feel like a lot of people are like, let's just date, let's just date. And I'm like, I'm not that easy, you know, easily swayed. I'm not going to just jump into anything. Um, even with, with work stuff, with business stuff, it, it still takes me a little bit. Like, I got to feel it out. I got to make sure it feels good. Um, Whereas like anybody who I've met in the past five, six years, who's, you know, eager to just start dating again. I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. To me. Um, so you, you feel know, like the girls that you've met, like want to just start like kind of dating consistently and you don't want to do that unless you're sure that it's going to work out or. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not one to serial date. I've never been a serial dater. You know, I, I've had 
three serious girlfriends in 39 years. Um, and it's like, I want, I want to experience that situation with people I give a shit about. I, I remember going to a wedding years ago, a friend of mine from high school and got married and his uh, wife at the time or his, you know, fiance at the time uh, had been married already once and, you know, lived with some other guy and whatever. I was pretty close with this guy. He kind of told me the whole story and then they got divorced and they got married like a year later. And I remember being at the wedding and watching the whole ceremony go down and, you know, the same fucking speech she gave at the last wedding was the same one she gave at this wedding. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just never wanted to be that guy. I never wanted to be like, oh, like every girl who's walking down a beach holding some fucking guy's hand. But I'm just a hand in the picture. You know? I yeah. I never wanted to be that. I wanted it to be genuine, right? If I'm gonna, if I'm spend that much time and effort and put that much effort into something, I'm gonna miss work events. I'm gonna miss family shit. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that for just anyone. Um, and when people want to just do that and just do it all the time, I, I, I don't know, I get turned off by it. Well, that's another thing. Do you get turned off easily? Do you think? Um, is, could that so that I feel like could be a problem because I don't know. It's difficult because you're saying on one hand that you don't want to just jump into dating, but that's kind of what dating is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's not, it's difficult because we're not like in high school or college where we can like be friends for such a long time first, like everyone has their own shit going on. And also we're older. So everybody's a little bit on like a time, you know, everybody kind of wants to get things moving. Absolutely. Everybody's on a little bit of a time crunch, but I think if you're talking about spending the rest of your life with somebody, you, you need a little bit of patience here, right? Because the, look at the divorce rate, right? The numbers speak for themselves. The reality of, of getting married and dating someone, they're, they're pretty low, right? I agree. I'm just, I'm just thinking that maybe you're not giving some people maybe enough of a chance because you're thinking, oh, they want to go so quickly, you know, or, or I don't want to jump into that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think I just don't want to, I have a, I have a card up. I eventually, yes, I should probably see a therapist about this. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've never been one in the last eight years. I've never been one to just be like, okay, let's just go and do this. You know? Right. Um, but would you, if you met a girl, like, let's say, whatever, you go on a date, you really like her, would you, like, what are your next, first of all, do you pay for the date, the first date, or do you not believe in that? I, th- I think that's so fucking weird. Yeah. I, think it's so, I, I don't know. I guess I do have a lot of old school shit within me. Uh, I think it's, I, I've never split a bill with a girl. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's a good first step. Okay. So you had a great time. Everything's good. Like, what are your next steps? Do you follow up the next day? When do you ask her out again? All that. I want to say it's a little bit more organic in the way that like, if he, yes, if you do have a good time, yeah, I want to text them. Like I want to make sure they got home. Okay. Or whatever. If I walk them home, I'll text them when I get home. Um, and then, uh, you know, the next day, maybe the next two days. I, I hate the game, but there is like some sort of game involved, right? Like you're always you're always jousting for positions here. So you don't want to seem like too eager because then they're like, well, and guys do it too. I mean, it's the same shit. It's like, oh, I have the upper hand now. So it's like he wants to hang out or she wants to hang out. And there's a lot of times where 
people are more busy than ever before. I think people work more than ever before now. Um, so yeah, I've been on dates before with people where, you know, you meet somebody out in the Hamptons or you meet somebody in New York and you they're gone for a week or I'm gone for a week or whatever it is and you don't see anybody. And then you're like, all right, let's get back together. And then it's not the same situation because when you meet somebody and it's like this fun environment where you're out in the Hamptons or at the beach or something and it's just like fun, it's exciting. And then you get back home and you're like, all right, well, I have to get back to work. I don't really, you know, I work a lot. I have, I'm here every morning by 6 a.m. and I don't leave here till, um, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night most times. Jeez, that must be very difficult for dating. Yeah. So for me, it's, I, I really don't have a shit ton of time to right. do that. Um, you know, or, and there are people that I've, you know, have been talking to who I was like, you know, you just got to give me some more time. And if they're not patient enough, I don't want to hold them back from doing whatever the hell else they want to go do. So you go and do that and not, you know, if it works out later on in life, we'll, we'll figure it out. There was someone I had talked to uh, probably about a year ago, maybe a longer than that, a year and a half ago. Um, and we were, we were talking and, um, you know, I really liked her. She had her, her own shit going on. She's very successful. Loved hanging out with her. And it was in the midst of me, like, you know, it was the, it was the middle of COVID, you know, I was working a lot and, um, she kind of just wanted to move on. She met somebody else and, you know, I guess I missed the, missed the bus on that one. Oh, the one who got away. So do you feel if you were more consistently trying to like see her and talk to her that it would have maybe worked out? Yeah, I think so. But uh, again, I've never been, despite what um image i might have um i'm not very aggressive i'm not one to like hit on people that does surprise me yeah i'm, I'm not i've never been that guy I, I you know what i get again i don't like the injection it feels like shit you don't want to hit on somebody. yeah you don't like i mean who does who likes no no i'm like literally the most i'm i was never i would barely even like make eye contact at bars i was like what if he doesn't make eye contact back like i'm totally i feel the same way how many times have you been out and you're like oh my god are they looking because you get like shy about it yeah yeah so but i am surprised that you're like like a lot of times in general guys are a little bit more aggressive but then once you're at least once you know that she is interested you're still, mm -hmm. you, are, are you still not aggressive or do you get to a little bit more comfortable knowing that like she finds you attractive and she's single and she's open to talking to you? Yeah, I, I drop my guard a little bit, but then I, again, I think we're all a little guarded right now. We're all uh, living in this very weird time. And then I think about it, you know, the end game is to start a family. Right. Yeah. So that's, so you want kids and a wife and all that. I love kids. I love kids. I just don't think that nowadays men and women, uh, don't hold marriage and like a family up to the same standards we used to have, you know, it's a lot more, you know, I have friends and I think I'm kind of scarred from the, the relationships I have with friends of mine where they've been married, divorced, married again. They got two kids with one person, another kid with another person. I'm like, I'm not knocking that, but I don't want that, you know? So that's scared, yeah. 
Yeah, everybody dreams of just having that one person you're with that person forever. And then, you know, you hear older people talk and I know, you know, people in their 50s and 60s who are like, you know, marriage is hard. It's, you shouldn't get married till you're 40 or 50 years old. I don't think there's anything wrong with being single in your 30s. Um, and I, I'm not saying there's any, maybe it's a problem with me. Maybe it's a problem with society. I think it's a combination in a world of things, but I don't think anybody's any more successful than somebody else because they're dating Right. Like, I don't think somebody deserves a gold star because like, oh, you dated someone for two years. Like, who gives a fuck? You're not with that person anymore. So what does it matter? Right. It's just that I guess it's just also this is like the biggest difference between guys and girls. Girls are on, you know, they have a clock and you don't have a clock and you very much are you know, it's showing that like you're taking your time, which is fine. But eventually you'll and it sounds like you're you know you just started your own business not just but like you know within the past few years and like mm -hmm. maybe that's like more of a priority to you at the moment even if you don't think it is oh, and 100 percent is okay like i put my work before everything else. so that's yeah. like also like when you really want to buckle down like because unfortunately it's not like unless which would be great oh this is another thing would you like to meet someone that's equally as interested in fitness oh yes of course okay yeah like i, I don't know if i could date someone who doesn't work out right but like i do my little like 30 minute workouts a day and then i'm off to like my other stuff are you looking for someone who's like no i'm not looking for i don't need a gym rat but i need you to understand i need somebody who gets the importance of exercise and like you know it's almost like to me, it's almost like somebody who doesn't brush their teeth and wipe their ass. It's like, what's what's the matter with you? Like this is I agree. And that's just my belief. I'm really I'm not a very religious person. I grew up Catholic. Um, and when I told my mother, I was like, I think all church and everything is bullshit, and she almost had a heart attack. Um <laughs> You know, but for me, it's like the gym is more of like what I believe in. I think that's what people should be doing on a daily basis. That's who they should. So I think that it is hopefully maybe for you, you'll meet someone like through work because they'll that would be an organic thing that you wouldn't have to like choose between one or the other kind of thing. Well, yeah. And I but at the same time, you want somebody who's got their own shit going on. Like I I you know, people I've talked to in the past and had other jobs, but they still treat fitness as like a, a major priority. Um, so you can work in any other industry and still treat working out and fitness as like a, a very important part of your life. That's true. Okay. I haven't asked you about this yet, but obviously you were on the challenge. Mm -hmm. When were you on it and how did that all happen? Uh, so in 2005, I went to an open casting call in Syracuse, New York. I was dating someone at the time. And we went up to Syracuse, New York, and we both tried out for the show. Uh, and then one thing led to another, and I was on TV a year later. Okay, so you like went and tried out for it. Did she, the person that you were dating, did she make it on? No, she didn't make it on, but she was the reason why I went. Like I was, I knew what the show was. I wasn't naive to it, but like I went with her because it was a three hour drive up into Syracuse. And she's like, oh, come with me. So I went and we went up and I was like, yeah, I'll try. Sure. Why not? It wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to get on the real world. Right. So what, what happened with that? Like, can you give us some tea? Yeah. So I was on there for like 10 years. 10 uh, years. Yeah. 2005. Gosh. 
Yeah, and then I think I did my last show in like 2000. Like I stopped working with MTV in like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. I had a pretty successful career. I won a couple times. I had uh, I got to host the Jersey Shore After Show, which was a mm. fun little job. Worked with those guys for a while. I got signed with the agency here in New York. I was working with them. Uh, still to this day, I just don't have the time to even go to auditions and shit anymore. It's just not my main priority right now. Uh, the main priority is getting the gym up to par. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun ride. Uh, it was good. I got to travel to every continent and, you know, probably 30 or 40 different countries. So it was fun. Was any of it scripted? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what reality TV is today. I haven't been on TV in quite some time. Um, but no, it's just edited. It's not right. scripted. It's edited. Okay. So it's like people act a certain way and they just edit it the way they want it to look and feel. If they came to you and asked for you to be on another, you know, whatever season, would you do it? No, I got asked to do another, a couple other reality shows and stuff like that. I, I just don't think it is what it used to be, right? Before the internet, uh, before, you know, social media and stuff. I think if you were on television, it was like kind of a pretty cool thing. Now, I've been out and people are like, oh, this person's famous on TikTok and this person's famous on OnlyFans. Did you date anyone from the challenge? Yeah, uh, a little bit. So uh, this girl, she's married now. She lives out in London. Uh, this girl, Johanna, we were kind of seeing each other for a little bit. That was it. Um, it was like after a show. It was nothing really that serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, when I went there, I treated a lot of those shows like business trips. You know, okay. I'd go do my shit and then get home because most of the time they're miserable like anybody who has ever done a reality tv show will tell you it's it's not as enjoyable as people think right you're there yeah. and they tell you when to eat when to sleep you know how much alcohol you could add so you're living this unrealistic life and that's why people go crazy on it. yeah you know, people, go, people go nuts because you're like all right you're you're treating me like i'm a seven-year-old yeah that's the producer's job to like starve you and feed you a drink and then make you stay up all night and you know take out take away all of your like contacts and then of course you go crazy it's good for ratings okay so <laughs> what's like your ideal first date situation and do you have a favorite first date spot something casual it doesn't have to be like this grandiose thing i don't i i'm more uh like hey let's just meet here at this time um, and, <laughs> and we'll figure it out you know, I, I don't like these planned out, like, oh, we'll meet in two weeks from now. It's like, fucking two weeks from now. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Want to hang out tonight? Okay, we'll go have a drink or dinner. Like, I'm like, I, I'm more spontaneous. I don't like plans. I don't like plans with anything. Girls need plans, Kenny. Girls oh, need plans. <laughs> you need it. You need, I feel like you need to bend a little bit. You need to, um, cause I get what you're saying. There's, I think there's a good happy medium. Cause you know, we need time to like feel good. Also feel good for it. We don't always look the same, you know, like <laughs> you always look the same. We, we need to like have time to like first of all, mentally prepare and then physically prepare. So let's just, if you, when you do decide that you really want a relationship you have to at least plan two days in advance so i listen i could be your trainer and you could be my trainer i, I, I think I that's a good idea i think that i definitely need it for my body and you need it for your relationship life a hundred percent i need i think i need a life coach in that way. um and then favorite date spot um god there's so many um 
I love, so a friend of mine owns a place called Anton's in the West Village. Oh yeah, I love Anton's. That's like my spot. It's such a good date spot. Yeah, it's like such a cool looking spot. And then you could be dressed up if you want to. Um, I'll probably show up and, you know, workout clothes, but, you know, wear whatever you want there. But it's such a good spot. okay yeah i I like the fast casual yeah Um, fast casual is nice and you know what during covid it was so much easier to go somewhere nice and not have to like call ahead now it's like reservations are it's the worst it's the worst like i used to go with a couple buddies after work all the time we'd go to grammarcy tavern on fridays at like four or five not at all it's almost it's insane it's you can't go anywhere yeah. I hate it. My friends and I used to be like, let's go drinking, you know, on a Saturday, whatever, bop around. Now it's like, you try to go here, you can't get in, you try to go there. It's, you have to make reservations. It takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. And that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like the spontaneity of being like, Hey, let's just bop around the West village and go grab something good. It's like, exactly. No, we're booked up till nine o'clock tonight. I don't think Hillstone's that great of a spot. I'm sure you've been right. Oh, I love those stones. Me too. <laughs> I love yeah, it. It's not I, do think it, I do think it's that great. Oh my God. It's always fucking packed. It's because it's so consistent and it has a menu for everyone and it's like good vibes. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I, it's just impossible to get in there. So there's a lot of times like I'll leave work and I'm like, oh, I just want to grab something. Like eat Marta, anything in this area or even downtown. Like I don't even attempt to go to like Bond Street or anything anymore. Like I was talking to a friend of mine about going to um, Fort Charles Prime. And I'm like, you go look at the, you can't even get in there. No, that's, that's like, you have to really, you definitely have to make a reservation. Bond Street, the lounge, you can like go stand by the bar without a reservation, but it could, but no, not the, you have to have a reservation for the top part for sure. First of all, I want to plug your gym. This It's the Strength Club in Flatiron. Where could people sign up? for that are you like is it group classes personal training what is it and also like do you have an any an instagram where people can find you stuff like that yeah so my instagram is at kenny santucci and then the uh the instagram for the gym is at the strength fund nyc um but yeah you could sign up right on the instagram you can buy classes and do that uh yeah so we have we offer three classes a day we only do three classes a day uh and then the rest is semi private and private training Okay. Good to know. And if single girls are interested, can they slide into your DMS? I would love it. I'm going to have you vet them though. Okay. You have to warm up to this guy. (laughs) Oh, and last thing, do you have a type looks wise? I think effort goes a long way. I think when you put in effort, I think people notice that it doesn't matter. Like if you have blonde hair or green hair or whatever the hell you're into, I think I, I appreciate somebody who takes care of themselves, you know, goes to the gym and you know, so that's my type. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe to the date night podcast. I hope to see you next time. Also a special thank you to Helena Rosen for producing and editing this podcast.